We are in Come Follow Me, week 25, and it's all four books, different chapters. But I want to start um, by sharing one time I taught a lesson in the New Testament, and it was interesting to me that in this lesson, this selection, they had paired Pilate and they had paired Nicodemus. And my thinking was that I wanted these kids to look at these verses and understand you don't get to wash your hands of the crucifixion of the Savior. That was my thought. And so as I went to the classes and taught the kids, and I would have them read the selections of the verses that I had, I said to the kids, what do you think the judgment will be for these men? And in every class, without fail, they did what I hoped they would do. And they said, you don't get to wash your hands of the crucifixion of the Savior. He will be judged for delivering him to be crucified. And then they said about Nicodemus that he should not have feared the other leaders. He should have been a follower of Christ. And he will be judged for that. Except for one class. And in this one class, the kids all said, but he tried. He did everything he could in regards to Pilate to get them to free Jesus, and they wouldn't. So he will not be judged. He tried. And that so bothered me. And I came home, and I prayed about it, and I reread all of the material that I had. And those kids taught me a very profound truth that day. God is a God who delights to honor and bless us. He wants to open the windows of heaven and pour out his blessings. And while it is true, a fullness of joy is after this life and all the blessings that will come are promised after this life. So they may not come now, but the promise is they will come. He is not a God of punishment. And when we choose not to obey or when we choose not to follow do we keep ourselves from greater blessings yes can you imagine had nicodemus desired to follow christ he might have been one of the apostles matthew mark luke nicodemus but i love that they taught me this truth that we are judged based on what we do and I often think, what greater blessings, what greater light, what greater knowledge am I keeping myself from? Because I'm not willing, or I fear man, or I'm not willing to make the sacrifice. And so as I read these chapters, the thought I had is all of these people who show up in these accounts and this underwriting theme of we're blessed for what we do. How did they show up? How will they be blessed? And so I want to start with Pilate. And so we will go in John chapter 19, 10 through 12. And this is what it says. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have the power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he delivered me unto thee, he that delivered thee unto me, sorry, hath the greater sin. So all of these Pharisees and Sadducees who delivered him to Pilate. 
And from thenceforth, and this is key, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. So I don't know what the blessing will be, but I think those kids were on to something. And I love that it says from thenceforth, Pilate tried. And we are judged on our hearts and our intents. So I love that. Okay, the second one is in John 19, 15. And this is the people. And it says, but they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. And that was true. All of these that said they were looking for the Son of God did not acknowledge him. And I can't imagine the heartache in realizing they were wrong. The soldiers who parted his raiment, who mocked, who spit, can you imagine the remorse? Okay, so the next one I want to go to is Matthew chapter 27, verse 32. And it says, And as they came out, they found a man of serene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. And as I read this, the thought came, can you imagine the reward of realizing you had the honor of carrying the Savior's cross? Can you imagine when you realized who he was, what an honor that was to be the person who got to bear that and carry that from him? I love for him. I love that. Okay, then go to Luke 23, 50 through 53. This is Joseph of Arimathea, and this is what it says. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a jest. The same had not consented to the council and the deed of them. So he had not agreed. And there has to have been some major peer pressure. And it says, he also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. He honored him as the son of God. Can you imagine the reward? And then if you go in John 19.39... We get to Nicodemus, and this is what it says. And there came also Nicodemus, which at first came to Jesus by night. And he brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight, and honored him as the son of God. I love that. Okay, then you have this group of women who all four books, it gives account of them being there. And I love in Luke 23, verse 49, it says, And the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off. And that made me think of what we said last week with Peter, or two weeks ago, who stood afar off, still following 55, 56, and the women also which came from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments. They never left. They acknowledged from the get-go who he was and stayed by his side. And we know that 
Can you imagine the reward? And then it says, oh, it details who it was. Mary, Mary, Mary. <laughs> There's a lot of Marys. Okay. I want to go to Luke 23, 47. And this says, now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God saying, certainly this was a righteous man. And that account is in all, almost all four books. And I think of Alma the Younger, who was in the darkest abyss, the vilest of sinners. And after three days, and we know three means complete, so enough to make him to a point to repent, he remembers one Jesus Christ and cries out, O oh, Jesus, thou son of God, have mercy on me. And in that moment, his pain was no more. There is something to acknowledging who our Savior is to get his forgiveness. And so I think of the reward of this century and what a beautiful thing that he was set there to see all of this take place. That was his job, but acknowledged who the Savior was. And I finish that because this feeds so into it with these two thieves on either side. And that's Luke 23, 39 through 43. And one of the malefactors, which was hanged, railed on him. So like the others were mocking him. If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. And I love this. But the other answering rebuked him saying, dost thou not fear God? seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly. For we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Verily I say to thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. I love the lesson that these students taught me that it is we are judged based on our thoughts and our tense and intents of our heart, excuse me, and what we do, not what we don't do. God is a God who delights to honor and bless us. He is not a God of punishment. And what comfort this gives me and makes me have the desire to be more makes me pray that God will pray for me that my faith fail not. And I love that. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.